0: a revolutionary girl utina podcast i'm panda i'm your host and i'm here with my co-host alice how you doing alice i'm doing pretty all right today we are here with another friends like that episode with a friend of ours lily how are you doing lily hi i'm doing really good Lily is a friend of former guest of the show, Tease at Vicunyad on Twitter. And also uh, my fiance. I haven't actually announced that I'm getting married on this podcast, technically. But uh, yeah, that's a thing that's happening like literally next week as we record this. No pressure. (laughs)
1: seven
2: days literally seven days oh my goodness
0: it literally is seven days holy shit but yeah so we're here to talk with lily my friend because lily you like revolutionary girl utina and i like to send you revolutionary girl utina beams why don't you tell me about your history with revolutionary girl utina the show and how you got into it
2: Okay, um, 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 do you want me to, spe- like, specifically go in on Utena, or give you a little anime history of me? You like... can do both, if okay. it's related. <laughs> okay. Um, I, I started watching things like Dragon Ball and Naruto really young, like, every other kid, but I ended up, like, being that kid who would watch Adult Swim late at night and accidentally watching all of Evangelion and Fooly Cooly when I'm, like, eight oh um, wow <laughs> uh and i became obsessed with them honestly uh i became like i didn't i went into my teens i learned how to obtain anime on the internet um when naruto the, shippuden the happened most
0: legal of means yes I'm, yes I'm yes assured.
2: I, and i watched naruto shippuden subtitled when i was like 12 wow and i didn't know anything about like actual production or anything like that of anime. I only knew a couple studio names. I knew Gainax and that was all I cared about. Like that 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 was me with anime. And then uh, through high school I started to become pretentious about it. <laughs> I, As one I, I, does
0: in high school
2: Exactly uh, And yeah. I I still didn't actually know what I was talking about But I was like trying to find kind of edgy anime So I watched Penguin Drum when I was like 15 or 16 Oh um, wow
0: I actually <laughs> recently started Penguin Drum I say recently, it was a few months ago But I'm still uh, only a handful of episodes in And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I've it? rather been enjoying it I It makes me very nostalgic for being in Japan pan and going on the train everywhere <laughs> yes i love
2: the train sequences so much it's I, so good i love the like um advertisement i love the the flat character like the flat um civilians like the random people that are just
0: yeah monochrome. Like the same way that they do in uh and my yeah ac- like absolutely the, the little people uh Figures.
2: So yeah, I watched Penguin Drum. I didn't know who Ikihara was. I had no idea anything about him. I had no idea he had anything to do with Sailor Moon. Um I
0: think <laughs> you're the first person I've ever talked to whose introduction to Ikuhara was Mawaru Penguin Drum of all things. I
2: I, I know. Um so. it's uncommon. <laughs> <laughs> uh when people talk about Ikuhara, no one really brings it up. It's just it's just it's an unsailor moon, which is fair. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, I, I didn't know anything about it. And then I was pretty big on Tumblr for a while, like re- used it a lot, and I saw the gif, the gif of Utuna slamming the ground with her fist as her hair falls, and I was like, What is this? Um and immediately found out about utina watched all of it in twenty fourteen in like a couple days, and like became really fixated on it for a bit.
0: Oh, I think that's around the time that I also watched Utuna for the first time.
2: Yeah, I it was when I was in my freshman year of school and I was just like of college and I was just depressed and watching like Hunter Hunter in a couple weeks and watching Utana in like two days and
0: Hunter Hunter is, really is the cure for depression.
2: It is, except it's not <laughs> it makes it Well worse. I haven't
0: watched Chimera Ant yet. I'm I'm about to get there.
1: I can't even imagine watching Utana in two days condensed. <sighs> that's gonna be an intense experience
2: it really was um i i don't remember a lot of my like actual reactions i just remember loving it i i remember like getting attached to characters and then looking them up and seeing a lot of hate like mickey like i'm a big mickey fan um and i was just like okay i'm just gonna go back to my whole f- not looking up anything about Utsuna except for I fell down Empty Movement's website a long time ago. I told, uh, I've told Panda about this. Like, I read most of the essays that they had out in 2014. <laughs> I, like, fixated on it one night. And I just, I don't know. Utsuna was probably one of the first things I watched where I was like, oh, huh. Gender stuff. And, like, gender stuff in an anime. And I, um, I was non binary. anime?
0: more likely than you'd think
2: <laughs> i was non-binary at the time identifying as non-binary and using they them and so utana really spoke to me because she's like i don't work as a boy or a girl and i'm doing it wrong either way yeah. um and it really spoke to me that way and so i just i don't know i really got into utana and i think i've watched black rose saga many times and i've watched student council arc like three or four times but i've only watched the final arc twice
0: it's a lot
2: it is a lot it's hard though i was i was actually telling a friend how there's so much like obviously hard content in utina but it's the moment where nanami pushes the cat into the river that like fucks me up Listen, like fucks me up so bad we don't talk
0: <laughs> about my wife and her one mistake that one mistake that she's ever made in her whole life i almost succeeded in forgetting about it i'm so sorry <laughs> I i
2: i watched like 18 episodes to prepare for this because I was so anxious. Um, and, like, I got to that moment and I was like, oh, it's that point. It's that point. Better steal myself. Everything else, I, like, don't bat an eye at at this point. But I still, like, it still hurts when that happens. Whew. I'm jumping all over the place. But, yeah, I, I really like Utsuna. I ended up watching a fair amount of Ikuhara's works. I have not seen um, Kuma. I absolutely love Sarah's and Mai.
0: I've not seen Yurikuma yet because we're going to be watching it for this podcast. And when we started the show, Alice had not seen Utena. So she was watching it along as we were doing the podcast. And I mm-hmm. decided that when we did Yurikuma, I would do the opposite where I was watching it along as we did the podcast. And I'm, I'm very eager to get on that. We're actually planning on doing that very soon.
2: Hell yeah. Um, I'm interested to hear what you think. Because uh, Yurikuma has some like differences from other ikuhara stuff it's apparently a lot more on the nose and a lot less like vague i've um, heard <laughs> yeah i really enjoy um black Rose saga the most i would say i know it wasn't like original manga content i haven't read the manga have you
0: uh, yes, we uh, we read the manga for the show, oh, yes, and uh, there is, like, one Black Rose chapter, but it's definitely not part of the, like, mainline story. The manga, it starts off kind of bad, and then by the time you get to, like, the last volume or two, I actually think that it gets really good and interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you just gotta suffer through some of the more traditional shojo that comes, like, in the first couple of volumes. And especially the the pre the prologue chapter and the first chapter are there's like this scene in the prologue chapter where like we see Utna before she goes to Otori and she's like living with her aunt and like she has this like awful best friend character and he like doesn't want her to go to otori or something and like it's just oh god it's so boring and bad and i don't even remember his name i hate him so much
2: (laughs) (laughs) interesting i would really like to read it one day i should get around to it really good like Mm -hmm. the art
0: is really good
2: yeah i adore chiyo saito's work like her art
0: beautiful um
2: isn't there like like didn't she go back and like make a black rose saga chapter or something after the anime was complete like a, a one shot or
0: something There is one black rose chapter I don't know when it was made in like mm-hmm, com- mm-hmm. like with along with like the rest of the manga but mm. it is like uh Alice and I both have the uh the hardcover release of the manga that came out like a couple years ago, mm, uh, or maybe even last year, even, and uh, it's in like the back of one of the volumes because it's like it it combines the whole series into just two really big volumes, and it came mm. with a beautiful poster of like naked Utana and Anthe. So <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Worth it is pretty great. <laughs> I.
2: Kinda of have some notes of like just what I like thought about over the past couple days and as I've been like rewatching some internet episodes. Yeah. And um I like really, really wanted to talk about the opening.
0: We can do that, but I have yeah. one more question that we have to absolutely, ask you before absolutely. we proceed. And that is who is your favorite character? <laughs>
2: um
1: <laughs>
0: dun, dun, dun.
2: I think it's Utina. I really do.
0: A good choice,
2: but, but I but I have like a top five of like Utana, Anthe, Mickey, uh, Kosue and Jury.
0: Interesting ch- choices.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know what it is about the blue-haired siblings. Actually, I, I do. I wrote about away. it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, did you? I wrote about it. Well, not like th- like in my notes. Like in the past couple oh, days. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay. Sorry. But yeah, I I think that my favorite is Utana just due to, like, identification with her when I first watched it, and then just, I don't know, she's great. (laughs) She's so great. She's so likable.
0: uh, she's, She's just, like, she's a ray of stupid sunshine.
2: Yes, I love it. Everyone says that, like, stupid men are great, but stupid women are also top tier.
0: Oh, indeed.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, I I wanted to talk about the opening because I really like it, and I I really like that it like tells you to trust Anthe in a way that the early show does not.
0: Yeah, I I love the opening. It's so beautiful.
2: It's so good. I think Yo-Yo Shinari was the key director on it or an- key animator on the opening, and he did uh, episodes twenty and twenty one with uh, Wakaba's duel, and then I think the final duel of uh, Black Rose Saga. Um, and I'm a big fan of Yo-Yo Shinari, obviously, because I'd mentioned Fully Cooley and, like, Gainax. Yeah! But I, I just really like the opening, because, it like, Anthe and Utsuna are side-by-side side the whole time, and, like, it doesn't give any of those moments of, like, distrust in Anthe, so it, like, really just tell like, screams at you, like, hey, hey, maybe give her a chance. If you're worried, give her a chance. I really like the walking away and turn-back shots of Utsuna and Anthe, because, like, Utena has all the generic boy students behind her, and then Anthy has all the generic girl students behind her. Like, mm-hmm. right from the opening, there's, like, this, c- like, complete committed attitude to, like, Utena's gender exploration and, like, her tale. I really like that the opening, like, spoils everything. But, like, you don't know if you, like, haven't seen Utena. Yeah. Like, like, it spoils fucking everything, like, completely. <laughs> and it's beautiful.
0: Yeah, I wish we got to see actual scenes with, like, the horses and them in the armor, because it's dope. It would not really fit into what Utina ended up being, but god, it looks so cool.
2: It's dope. I want to see Auntie Lance. I want to see her fight. I want to see her beat some ass. Give
0: Auntie a sword.
2: Give Auntie a sword and give her a oh, lance. Oh no,
0: I, uh, we remember what happened when she did get a sword. Oh yeah, I
2: watched that like 30 minutes ago again and i'm in pain
0: just wanted to be sad
2: (laughs) yeah wanted to be ready wanted to have the energy of utina um
1: (laughs) when i saw that like i we watched that like with me seeing it for the first time on air during recording and that episode in a lot of ways is one of our worst episodes because there are long portions where we are just unable to talk (laughs)
2: just like holding it in (laughs)
1: i am in tears mumbling about how no no no
0: yeah the whole time definitely cried
1: yeah absolutely it's hard
2: not to um so yeah i i think that's most of what i had to say about the opening but i just i really admire its commitment, like committal to trusting Andy. like i i really enjoy that um I wanted to talk about music a little. I kind of have a running theory that I didn't get to finish like like see if it was totally true. We love um, theories. Because I was I was just like rewatching all the episodes to like hear all the music in like in their scenes and like figure out cuz I kind of thought like synthesized music or like electronic music in Utena is only used during otherworldly parts during Anthe or Akio uh, scenes, or during duels. So, like, electric guitar, synth pads, synth arpeggiators, like, mm. like, all this synthesizer electronic music is only used during these otherworldly parts, and, like, I, I want to, like, confirm it with the rest of the episodes I, I haven't rewatched yet, but I want to know, like, if Ikuhara came up with that idea, or if the composer Shinkichi Mitsume came up with it, uh, Mitsumune, excuse me, he, like, I want to know if, like, it was purposeful, or if I'm just, like, catching onto something that was just happened to be there.
0: I would not be surprised.
2: There's this really long synth pad after uh um Absolute Destiny Apocalypse a lot of the time, just that like, deep like brrr, and I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And like I I just like the usage of synthesized music being like in these only otherworldly parts. Like like during Slice of Life School Atori Academy scenes, it's just like piano and like i don't know like japanese take on like 1940s yiddish music like it's it's great i I really like the dichotomy of that too uh and i i want to confirm it with the rest of the episodes that i haven't watched but i could say that like
0: news now that you've said it on a podcast that means that someone's going to at you on twitter to tell you whether or not you're right or wrong i know
2: i'm ready for that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Hmm, another thing i really like about utana is the duels having names At least in arc one and two. I don't know about the final arc.
1: It kind of turns them each into little, like, i don't want to say parable but sort of oh my god yeah actually absolutely i
2: agree with that i i because each of them is like really on the nose one word descriptions of the episode
0: have you seen uh as part of the merchandise for the black rose musical they had uh acrylic keychains that had like the the dual names on them oh
2: my gosh i
0: bought nanamaze and it's misspelled (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, no I don't remember wh- how they misspelled it. I would have to go find it. But, like, they, like, misspelled the word, uh, mm-hmm. amitié or whatever it is that Naname's duel is. Oh, mm. I'm
2: a the big like, Naname fan? The Black Rose Saga duel? Or, no, no, she only has a duel in the beginning. She is. So she
0: has a duel in the Black Rose Saga, I think? Unless. Hold on.
2: Isn't it Suabaki Suw- Suw- who, like, takes her fight? he like fights for her whatever i don't know i don't rewatch that episode i skip it every time
0: let me see in the
1: um in the black rose arc yes yeah i felt like it is it's one of the most awkward and terrible episodes yep so everything about it is bad
0: yeah i think maybe they gave her a dual name in the black rose arc as part of the merchandise Mm. i don't Mm. remember well
2: yeah, I, di- I just discovered the Black Rose Saga duel names a couple days ago Like as I was looking them up because they were only listed in an art book and now, as I've heard, the musical merchandise. They, they weren't in the anime. Only the first seven are. It's friendship, choice, reason, love, adoration, conviction, self. So the first duel against Sionji, uh, becoming Antti's friend
0: okay naname's duel naname has a duel in the art the akio otori arc which is like right after the black rose mm-hmm. and before the apocalypse arc mm-hmm, mm-hmm. okay yeah that's what i uh, was thinking i got it mixed up with the black rose
2: absolutely i i really fixated on the dual names because i like how just they like they're para- like they create a parable like alice just said um Choice is the second episode. Sayonji challenges Utena again. Utena's like, I'm going to lose on purpose. And then makes the active choice to fight and win and fight for Anthe. Uh, and then the next is reason for Mickey because it's about Utena's fighting for her own selfish reasons. And so is Mickey. Like, they both are trying to figure out what they're fighting for and they both are doing something for themselves. But they think it is for Anthea.
0: Alright, real quick, so that no one ats me. Emitié uh, was Sayonji's uh, duel. Adoration was Naname's duel. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. No one at me. I didn't write down the French names because I didn't want to pronounce them wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then Love is uh, goodness, before Nanami. I just rewatched it. Well, oh well. Oh, it's Jury, It's Jury, What am I talking about? God, how could I forget? It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, the first episode, the first dual friendship. I think Sayonji's dual music in both, like, in the movie and in the series, is like some of the best dual music. I like the way that the show starts off with Utina's transfer into Oturi, because it's an excuse to plunge the viewer into like all this, like all the rules and like the world of otori and like like uten is being plunged into it in the same speed that the viewer is yeah i just constantly wish i could add a senpai at the end of a sentence with the same destructive strength Anthe wields it with
0: oh my god seriously like Sayonji senpai is the it has to be like top five most cutting lines in the whole fucking show
2: air horns air horns air horns bow, 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 bow. I wish we <laughs> all,
0: if we were recording on zencaster i could have clicked my air horn button that i have on <laughs> the soundboard <laughs> that i used to taunt teresa with
2: oh my gosh yes i love that <laughs> i I'm, I'm making a note to actually listen to podcasts more and i'm slowly 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 episode by episode per day trying to you catch can listen up to this one when it comes yeah out. absolutely okay here's my here's my paragraph about mickey <laughs>
0: The Mickey Defender has entered. Yeah, the ring. Mickey Defense Squad
2: is here. It's just me. I'm alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I I I think he's like call, got like that. He's like considered like a nice guy, like a nice guy syndrome. Like thinks he's a nice guy, but he isn't. But I think that's a huge mischaracterization because he's like popular and has genuinely like redeemable qualities and is like liked by most everyone i think he he gets a little more flack for the fact that he's dueling for his own desires even though every other duelist is as well fair i i think the sunlit garden is a gorgeous piece so i'm like biased towards the storyline but i also just love the focus on like music being like an intrinsic part of his identity and i I love the reveal at the end of kozue being like i wasn't any good at piano it was all mickey like like it kind of like gives me this idea of like the piano itself was more what matters to him
0: did you notice when the difference in the first flashback when Mickey is talking about uh, playing piano with Cosway? He kind like the Cosway silhouette kind of looks like Anthony, but then when you see it again when Cosway uh, is admitting that she was never good at piano, it actually looks more like Cosway really looks. Oh my
2: gosh! I know. I, the I, flavor. I, I didn't see it until
0: somebody pointed it out on Twitter, and I was like, whoa
2: the flavor of that i love it Incredible. um i i i just i think mickey gets a lot of flack for kind of being like a little more docile and like maybe uninteresting I, uh, yeah i don't know i really like that boy
1: i was about to say i'm just i'm just kind of with you like he's my attachment to mickey was very brief because i was disabused of that notion very quickly by everyone a lot But I do kind of still believe that, like, to some extent, as much as it's a meme and funny to, like, dunk on Mickey, uh, he's... I've never seen him as being nearly as bad as people want to think he is. Like, his whole... The whole idea that he's boring or doesn't have much to him, I'm kind of, eh. Like, he's got some stuff to him, and if anything, like, I find that he makes the show slightly more interesting by providing someone who isn't a fucking lunatic <laughs> um, for, like, Uthana and Co. to interact with. That, even though he himself isn't, like, the most absolutely interesting person who's ever lived, the fact that he is in the show where he is allows everyone else to who is in our cast to be more interesting yeah and that's pretty that's pretty relevant I, I i think i think you're right i think people i think the other characters
2: reflect off of him very well and i'm obsessed with the stopwatch i if i like mickey Same. of course i am I kind of align myself with the popular theory that he's just trying to figure out the whole time stop of Otori. Like, I kind of just align myself with that because I, I like the idea that he's kind of figuring things out behind the scenes. And I kind of like that. You kind of get glimpses, like when Mikage tries to recruit him to the Black Rose, uh like whatever he calls it, Black Rose organization. The, I think uh, it's the
0: Black Rose Seminar. Yeah,
2: I think it's something like that. Um... Like tries to recruit a Mickey to it, like Mickey no like is figuring a lot out, it always feels like. Like and then like when uh during the Black Rose saga after It's almost as if he's a kid. <laughs> after Kozue uses his heart as a sword, like he remembers all of it vividly and is like, Hey, I need to tell the student council about this Juan. This is weird. Things are changing. Like he just kinda like feels more in tune with the world than some other characters and yeah i like and obviously he's never as like straight up evil as sayonji or toga so uh yeah mickey defense squad
1: represent do you kind of do you kind of have you kind of noticed that like he and um kind of have this thing where they get involved in all of this chicanery and nonsense but their whole shtick if you will Their whole investment in it is a lot more grounded in actual relationships that they have. Like, you know, Mickey's music thing is there, but his music thing is always attached to people. And it's very easy to read it as Mickey dealing with his relationships more than anything else. Whereas, you know, like, everyone else involves has these most bizarre motivations that are super esoteric.
2: Yeah, yeah, I, I get that. He He's simultane- simultaneously kind of has a l- little bit more of a grasp on things than some others, and then simultaneously is more of a kid than the rest of them.
1: Yeah, Naname does that too, I think. Yeah. With, you know, like, once she when she realizes that this is kind of dumb, she just bails from the whole series. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. I don't have a lot to
1: add to
2: Cheori and Juri's episode because like everyone everyone has everything to say about it. Everything's been said already. I kinda like skipped ahead to just like talking about final like the finale of the student council arc. I yeah? just, I think it was I don't know. I just really wanted to get to that point of where you're getting a bunch of exposition which is what happens in the end of the student council arc while you're having a bunch of action and while sionji and toga's like toxicity like toxic relationship with each other is like boiling over mm-hmm. there's just so much going on and it's only like 44 minutes but i could never take my eyes away when i'm watching the finale to the student council arc like the l- final two episodes Ye-
0: yeah it's so good and like Utsuna has her like blue screen of death moment <laughs>
2: yeah yeah i love it me too <laughs> i like the recap episode i do the
0: one episode 13 yes we almost didn't do an episode about it but we decided to and found it to found it to be a a worthwhile experience yeah you when when else do you get to see
2: dios and akio talk like even if it's just brief And, and talk in the way they were talking uh i i really like that scene those scenes i really like The clear, it's one of the first signs that, like, everything's premeditated a little bit, too. Um, You're learning about, oh, there's a number of duels, and they all have a certain thing, and, like, it just, it really tells you about how much of this story of Otari is kind of premeditated.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. All of this has happened before, and all of this will happen again.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Endless. I have the dual names for Black Rose Saga. It's alienation, attachment, jealousy, impatience, limit, and dependence. Hmm. The most important one is obviously limit with Wakaba.
0: (laughs) Oh, Wakaba's duel makes me cry so much. I know. It's so good. It's so
2: good. Usina doesn't even need her sword.
0: She can't. She can't use her sword against Wakaba. It's she Wakaba! Can't. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I, I I really enjoy their duel. I discovered that, like, recently that that was one of the Yo-Yo Shinari episodes, so like, the super iconic ending to the duel was all key animated by him, where she just Ooh. like, grabs- where Utena grabs both of Wakaba's hands and is like, I'm gonna help you, I'm gonna save you, and then takes the sword. Like, it's so good. It's so good. Mm. <laughs> I love the desk closing. Um, I love all the desks just boom 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 every time. I uh, I, I assume the body outlines on the ground are the one hundred fallen duelists being used by the Black Rose like seminar.
0: Yeah. I mean that's what I've always thought.
2: Yeah. I kind of, like I had a couple things where I was like, I never came up with an answer for this symbolism and I wanted to be like, what do you think? Okay. But the biggest one is the scene where Toga is injured, and he's out of the student council. Well, he's not there anymore. And Anami's like, I'm going to take over. And she has a fan in front of her. And the fan keeps looking where she looks. And then when she looks at Jury the last time of the scene, Jury has a bunch of fans behind her. And I'm like, what What are the fans? What are the fans?
0: It's been a while since I've seen that scene.
1: Yeah, same. Okay, that's fine.
0: No, but I'm like... (laughs) Hmm. What are the fans?
2: I've never come up with an answer, not even like a funny one.
1: When you say fans, are you literally talking about like fans? It's a
2: it's a it's a electric, like desk fan. Yeah, um, I yeah,
0: I remember this scene. And then
2: when she turns it to jury the last time, or well it turns to jury as she looks at jury the last time, jury's got a bunch of like physical, like manual fans behind her that are being blown by the electric fan.
0: This is a symbolism for Sexuality. Jury is big lesbian and Naname mm. is bisexual. So that's why she only has one fan and Jury has a bunch of fans.
1: May I offer a differing?
0: I was just really? bullshitting. You can give like a <laughs> real
1: one. So I've talked about this before, but one of the things that Ikohara really likes to do is obfuscate a scene. And he does this over multiple productions. Um, anything that he is sort of working on as a director. Um, they will fill scenes, especially scenes that are dialogue heavy, just back and forth, with all kinds of ridiculous shit. They do it. He they do it the most in Utena, where just like random stuff is there in the backgrounds or is going on. Mm-hmm. Like all the student ca- like student council. The first one's mostly normal, but with a little bit of otherworldliness, and they get progressively weirder over time. And like. Some of that is occasionally the the imagery seems to be pointed, but more, whether it's pointed or not, I think the underlying what's going on there is that Ikuhara likes to do sort of an indir do this whole indirect conversation thing, where the thing he's putting in front of you, I feel like, is made slightly more confusing or less direct on purpose. Not so much because that specific thing has a meaning um, or is intended meaning, but more so that you will think about it drawing you into the confusion to get you to a point of that Socratic confusion where you are now ready to actually receive this sort of like message of this of the piece
2: i get that i i I can see that definitely um i i'm glad you said that like a lot of the imagery is pointed but some of it isn't um because like a lot of them you can come up with reasons for when shiori and juri are talking on the balcony and the bird crashes into the window that's shiori trying to apologize and fix things and it not working like like but the fan is just like huh What's that? What is that, Ikuhara? And I, I think you're right. I think obs- obs- I'm not even gonna try to say words because I'm very bad at them. But <laughs> trying to obscure and maybe break you down a little bit and get you into that mindset of acceptability um, really makes sense. Just accepting the world as it is and what's happening in front of you. Uh, yeah. I, I can, I can get that a lot.
0: Alice is so smart. <laughs> I was going to
2: say, how do we feel about Kanai? Because she's like the second most boring part of the Black Rose Saga than me.
0: I think Kanai is interesting and also makes me sad. Akio's um, fiance. Akio's fiance. fiance.
1: I know I'm messing with you. Thank you. I like her,
0: (laughs) but like, I don't know.
1: She's actually the only one that of of the Black Rose arc, her and Wakaba are the ones that i just genuinely actually feel bad for mm-hmm. yeah um, because like as twisted as some of it is specifically how much she just seems to loathe Anthy, mm-hmm. like it's a little twisted mm-hmm. honestly it's kind of understandable she's been strung along and is part of a really rich family and is probably expected to go along with this relationship, even if she doesn't want to, and like she knows that there's something wrong and she is completely unable to escape it. And any kind of hope that you know she could, you know, maybe turn this into a good relationship is kind of ruined by the fact that Anthony is. Definitely a hundred percent fucking with her all the time. We don't see well, it happen, and also
0: Akio is a terrible you know person is. that no one could have yeah. a
1: healthy relationship with. And she she doesn't she doesn't yet know just how far the Akio rabbit hole of evil goes. Yeah, that's fair because yeah, once she actually knew that, you know, it would it would, Anthe would be secondary to oh god, he's so bad. But she doesn't know that yet. All she knows is that Anthe is constantly like doing small things to mess with her and give her trouble when she's already in a situation that's she doesn't really want to be in
2: i i i don't know if it's so much Anthony giving her trouble or, or answering at her the exact way she answers literally everyone just like hi just yes like sure she i don't know i i think like the major moments uh, that Kanaya gets really frustrated with is Anthe just being like, "Okay," when she sa- tells Anthe to call her her sister, um, and then yeah, but... and then she wiped a scarf with, or she used a scarf to clean her glasses, and those are the two the two things.
1: I don't know that. Yeah, but that scene is just that scene is really laden with Like I love like, Anthe, but she has a lot energy. of like
0: passive aggressive energy that she brings to some of her character interactions, like when she gives uh Jury the orange rose per- like purposefully imitating Shiori. Like she knows how to push people's buttons and I like I like that makes her I like I don't want to say that makes her like a a bad person mm-hmm. but it makes her a person that is acting out because she is in a an abusive situation she yes. has n- very little control over
2: a- absolutely i um I-, I get frustrated what i wrote was i get frustrated with kanai being one-dimensional and her purpose only serving to show akio as a schemer in that oh maybe Anthy is a cruel person but the episode ends showing her the like incestuous abuse that Anthy's facing mm-hmm. giving context for her being docile with these sudden moments of cruelty yeah and like all Kanaya does is serve to tell us that and then she's gone
0: kind of yeah. yeah i wish that like because like her duel is barely even like her duel
2: yes it's it's i think she's underutilized i don't think i dislike her i think she's underutilized
0: i can agree with that for sure
2: god i wrote about how in 2014 when i watched this anime i like fucking there was a describe yourself as a fictional character meme on facebook and i put koz (laughs) away (laughs) <laughs> and like i it was even like the shot of her at the top of the stairs <laughs> like after she shoved the teacher uh, and like i was like okay this is definitely um cringy thinking back on it uh but i i really just i don't know i like Cosway, even though the the two episodes of her are just like cruelty
0: <laughs> what is it about Cosway that really appeals to you
2: <sighs> hmm taking advantage of people with the disadvantages that she was given, kind of. She I feel kind
0: like. of reminds me of, uh, in certain ways, uh, her, like, sexual activity reminds me of Haru from Beastars.
2: Exactly!
0: <laughs> like, exactly. And I guess, like, for the, for the people who haven't read Beastars, this will not really make very much sense. But, like, the way that she, like... It, people are clearly trying to take advantage of Cosway by, like, using her sexually, but she is the one that is using them. Yes. They, just, they think that because she's, like, a a small woman that they are the ones taking advantage of her when really, like, she's the one controlling the situation.
2: Absolutely. And, like, I, I agree with that so hard. And I also like that she, I, I I don't like it, but I like that the lesson in The Landscape Framed by Cosway, the lesson, as I say. I like that she, it kind of just like, it's hard to explain. She knows exactly what Miki wanted from her and has held it out forever, but the moment she needed to use him, she was like, she just did it just like that, and it worked. And I like, I just get really frightened by that idea, but also intrigued of like the one thing, like a one action or like one moment that like was all you would need to do to manipulate someone. Like, it just frightens me to think about, but I also just really like the episode because of that, I guess. Yeah. I don't know.
0: Just you holding up a picture of Cosway. I just think she's neat.
2: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm, like, just going through the series at this point. I really enjoy Shiori's duel. I really like the duel theme for her. I think it's one of the best. I, like, put it up there with Sionji's. I like all the dual themes, obviously, because who doesn't? But I do have my favorites. So I do have my favorites. I really like the Shadow Girl skit. I don't remember if it was the first one in the Black Rose Saga arc that did it, but like having Utina like at her locker while the Shadow Girl skit is happening, and like having her say the last line. I really, really like that. I like Utina being like the only person that interacts with the Shadow Girls.
0: Yeah, I think she does that throughout the Black Rose arc, and she also does it in uh, the musical. Oh, that's true. Yeah.
2: Oh, my goodness. It's so good. Oh, the musicals.
0: For the Black Rose musical, before the show, they had a shadow girl come out and do the whole, like, silence your cell phones bit. It was really good.
2: Oh, that's sweet. I love that. I um, I still haven't watched it with subtitles. I've only watched it, like, unsubbed.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. The subs are out now, so yeah. uh, that can be consumed.
2: I, I should do that. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like I could talk about Utina forever and then when I actually have to talk about Utina forever my brain is like huh gotta go uh
0: well we are getting a little close to the hour mark are there any other things that you wanted to talk about because we don't have to go like past when you have things to talk about (laughs) no
1: yeah I do have a horrifying revelation if you're curious go ahead absolutely I want to hear anything you have to say Alice so, did you know that Ikuhara worked as a... In 1987, he actually got a job as a episode director for an episode of a Japanese ver- a Japanese version of an American TV show. What
0: a, What American TV show, Alice?
1: Episode 4 of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh,
0: actually, uh, we... I think we discussed this on the show and... No one told me. No, I think... I, well, I don't I actually, I would have to go back. I don't remember if you were there. I know Yasha and Vana were there. I think maybe it was determined that, like, that news is possibly credible, but dubious. It was widely reported on, but it was sort of just, like, something that Ooh, one guy nice said enough. in an interview, and he didn't even say Ikuhara's name. He just heavily alluded to the idea of it being someone who worked on sailor moon who is well known but uh i i think the veracity of that story is in question i want to believe it but i don't know but it's great if it's true i want it to be true i believe um
2: that is really cursed i wonder what the ikuhara teenage mutant ninja turtles would be like if it's a thing
1: I mean, the he literally wants to work with David Lynch because he basically kind of is David Lynch. <laughs> oh, Lord, what I would give for that. David Lynch is like the straight David Lynch and Ikihara is like the ambiguously queer David Lynch. <laughs> That's true. If, ever, if they were ever to meet, there would be some kind of horrible explosion.
0: I hear that they've uh talked about collaborating at some point and I feel like that would just like break the universe.
2: It would. It would break it would my break, universe for sure. It, I was
0: literally about <laughs> to say that. It would break my universe.
2: Oh my goodness. Absolutely. I gosh, I wanted to rewatch more of the revolution arc and like the uh like sorry like Akio uh sorry arc like but I just didn't get around to it in time because it's been a minute since I watched them, so like I didn't have like the recall there to like talk about them much, because um, like I don't want to misremember things and stuff like that.
0: Well, you- we can always, if you want to, at some point like rewatch the episodes. We can have you back if you ever have other things that you want to talk about, mm, like. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm the possibilities are endless. We are true, true, we're going to be starting doing Yuri Kuma soon officially, but I still want to occasionally do Utana episodes. So, yeah. The podcast is going to transition into Imagine Me and Yurikuma. <laughs> Imagine I don't know Me, if that's the and
2: real... lesbian bear.
0: I don't know if that's the real name that I'm going to give it, but I have been joking about that ever since I thought of it I mean, a we, few
1: months ago. We could we could just stay as Imagine me, Uthna, and, but and
2: like, just have it, it be an yeah, just have it be an arc of the uh, podcast.
0: That's what Got It Memorized did when they finished doing Kingdom Hearts and started doing The World Ends with You. They just called themselves Got It Memorized, a Kingdom Hearts podcast that finished doing Kingdom Hearts and is now talking about The World <laughs> Ends with You because fuck it. <laughs> oh,
2: Jesus, I love that.
0: It's really good. <laughs>
2: Oh, Kingdom Hearts podcast. I should listen to one. I should oh, listen to man. Shannon's. B- um, but
0: yeah, like, you should definitely listen to Kingdom Hearts. I can think of a God couple, it, like, a questions really for too. you two, because
2: I haven't listened to all of Imagine Me and Utena, so it's probably stuff you said before, but, like, what's, sure. what's your favorite Shadow Girl skit?
1: Oh. Oh, gosh, I don't know.
2: This isn't something you've thought about? I understand. I didn't think about it until I tried to come up with things to talk about.
1: No, I'm just not sure if I can choose one
2: Mm. panda do you know your favorite or one of your favorite shadow girl skits
0: oh goodness i really i have a soft spot in my heart for the one where they're like dressed up as the prince and princess because i love it aesthetically
1: that one was good
0: there's the one from the episode where like the egg episode and naname has like the dream about like the alien uh that one's really good oh my god yeah it is is that the, is that the one with the robot that captures monkeys yeah or whatever? <laughs> yeah <something like laughs> that. okay, that's probably
1: that one's probably my favorite because i remember when that one starts and it's just like what is happening these have always been weird but that one was weird yeah, yeah. The Shadow Girl skits are
2: so good. I, I know. I love them. I I um, I think about the, it's not my favorite, but the one in the second episode that's like Western inspired is really funny to me, which is like oh, Tumbleweed yeah. going across that's... and like their outfits. It's so yeah, cute. Yeah, that was going
0: to be another one I was going to mention because they're so cute. Yes. I love it. Every time that they get a costume change is my favorite, definitely. Yeah,
2: I, I feel that.
1: Have you Have you seen our tattoos?
2: I have and I adore them. I think deeply. I sent
0: Lily progress shots while we were getting this. <laughs> it's,
2: it's true, and I was losing my goddamn mind. I, Same, I love it. from from pain. <laughs> you made it through, and now you're here.
0: You made it through the wilderness. I'm not going to continue singing the song. Um, <laughs> since I keep having audio issues, and we are at about yeah. an hour mark, I feel like we should probably wrap up, or Absolutely. we are going to... Uh, Going to curse the episode. Do we have any final thoughts?
2: Uh, Utena is
1: gay.
0: Wow. Inspired.
1: Thank you. I so brave and also very, very controversial. Why would you I know. say
0: something so controversial? Extremely
2: controversial, apparently. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
0: If you if you do end up rewatching some of the uh later episodes Oh, I, I definitely love, am. I would love to have you back on if you have any other things that you want to talk about for sure.
2: Yeah, and I could like try to actually finalize some of my thoughts rather than have like key smashing notes because that's what these are.
0: To be fair, I hit you up like 2 days ago to do this episode, <laughs> so you did a lot more preparing than uh than could have been expected of you under such circumstances (laughs) thank you thank you (laughs) the validation is
2: filling me up Uh, i was gonna say i was gonna ask about shadow girl skits and then also just one of your favorite like funny moments of the series
0: i mean obviously the most iconic moment in the entire series is the egg naname do you know why we get along so well Why is that, big brother? Because you are not a girl that lays eggs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's the greatest moment. It's, like, one of the best moments of anime ever. I
2: agree. Um, I really like when Wakaba has Sayonji in her apartment and her friend knocks on the door and Sayonji crawls away at, like, 30 miles an hour. Oh, it's so... He, like, he, like, gremlin crawls away, out of shot, and I'm like, ah! (laughs) Like... Oh, it's so it, it, it feels like it's going to come out of the monitor at me a little bit.
0: I also, of course, love Anthe <laughs> Hamemi as a weirdo who keeps snails in her pencil box. In pencil box.
2: Oh my god, that whole fucking episode is so like, that whole part of that episode is so good. Iconic. It kills exactly. me every time. Anthy's <laughs> perfect.
0: Yeah, Anthe's so good. <laughs>
2: yeah, uh, Alice, is, is, are you agreeing with Panda on the funniest moment of Utena being... You know why we get Absolutely. along so well?
1: Absolutely. Okay. It's, the, it's by far and away the best. <laughs> I, I I think
2: that's fair. I think that's one of the best possible answers.
0: Also, um, there the scene from the Suaibuki Black Rose episode where uh, Anthy says something about like we do adult things, Miss Utsuna. <laughs> or I don't remember the exact line, but it's just uh, oh, Utana so Oh, dumb. that one.
1: That one is pretty good too. That whole episode, like, where it was Suabuki trying to, like, discover what it means to be an adult, is simultaneously one of the most hilarious things that's also incredibly difficult to watch because it just makes you want to cringe so hard. Your
0: yeah. Lily, if I moment. may quote from your notes, who the fuck is Suabuki? I don't care. <laughs> Look, I. That was like
2: 1 a.m. I. I couldn't. I couldn't write about him. I was like, I don't give a fuck about this character. Who is he? (laughs) It doesn't even exist in the manga. Like,
0: Yeah. (laughs) Or the musicals. Thank God.
2: Though, I will say, I do want to fight the musicals for making Mickey, like, this, like, cringy, incompetent nerd.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It got better in the second one. It did. It
2: did. You're right. (laughs) i still want to fight them but you're right
0: i'm hoping that we get a third and final musical so that i may die in peace i will be so surprised if we don't at this point yeah me too like i would be so surprised i mean i don't know i hear the uh the sarah's and my stage play went over okay uh i've heard some mixed some mixed reception on the singing in the show but uh I'm still going to watch it. I'm pretty excited, excited about, about it. <laughs> be really
1: good. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, where's my Serial Experiments Lane $200 Blu-ray box?
1: I right? really need it. <laughs> Amen. That would be so good. So Let's let's wrap up. Let's do the...
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, listeners, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you can do that at Utinacast. If you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do that at MpantanataAlice. Where can people find you online?
1: They can find me at Twitter at um, lyrewolf, which is L-Y-R-E-W-U-L-F.
0: And Lily, where can people find you online should you wish to be found?
1: Um, So my
2: Twitter is at LilySqueaks, all one word. So just like LilySqueaks, because I'm a mouse. That's the end of the story.
0: All right. And thank you so much, Lily, for coming on. And we would love thank to you. have you back. Um, If you the listener would like to support the show. We do have a Patreon and I uh, recently quit my job. So technically podcasting is my job right now. So if you want to help me do more podcasts, which I would love to do now that I don't have my job weighing me down, uh, you can help support us at our Patreon, which you can find the link to pretty much anywhere that we exist on the internet. And, um, that's it we have other things like a tumblr and an email but I've done this like I don't know how many episodes we have 15 million times you know the drill guys I don't have to say all this shit again revolutionize the world everybody
1: see you later
0: goodbye